Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast. I'm Jordan, and as always, joined. I'm joined by Coach Emily O'Connor. Emily, how we doing? Not too bad, Jordan. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Yep. We're on a Thursday morning this time. Yep. Just recording these things all over the place. Shifting them around. Yes. We are still in season two, and we are on episode twelve. So you're listening to this because we're we're going to keep going because we have ideas, and I guess we just don't want to stop. And we're making these times work at all different times to make sure that we get this delivered to you guys. So we appreciate you listening, because if no one was listening, we're probably not doing this. Right. Yeah. Just talking to an empty yeah. room, which is, I mean, how this started, but we just wouldn't be recording it and putting the effort to actually post it. Yeah. 100% how this started. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different things that we have in store in the coming weeks. There's a lot of different ideas that we want to go over and cover, but we figured we're kind of bringing these people on, these special guests, if you will, and we're interviewing them. Mm-hmm. in certain ways and then I thought like hmm I think we should interview M and probably me like at yeah. some point like do this but I think we should kind of interview each other and take kind of like a deeper dive into instead of just Emily and I glossing over our histories and how we got here and where the podcast is coming from mm-hmm. like we did in episode one season one episode one but like like let's just take a dive into Emily so it's it's like special guest Emily O'Connor today yeah yeah, I don't know that I've ever been a guest on a podcast. I know I'm that's a guest that's and also that's also why I wanted to ask to to do this. <laughs> yeah, and I think we have. I mean, we have a ton of ideas. Like, I want to. I thought about getting like our former coaches here at Unity back on mm-hmm. and like talking to them about different Fun. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I even thought about maybe trying to sneak in some former members. Um, but for sure, like, I want to get some online members in this too. Like Amber, like Amber's yeah. Amber's on board. Um, we just got to find time to do it. Right. So. That's going to be fun, too. It just matter. Like, season two might be 40 episodes, or we might cut right. it off here soon and then start season three with start, all of that. Start, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, wherever we draw the line. Yeah. So, for those of you that didn't listen to episode one in season one, our first ever episode, Meet Your Hosts. Um, again, Emily and I kind of gloss over our stuff, but we're, we're just going to kind of focus on Emily, and we're going to kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to let her kind of tell her story a, a little bit more of kind of like a... A general side mm-hmm. like we did before okay. kind of like who are you where are we at now why are you here type of thing why yeah. are you here yeah right and then we'll we'll just kind of scale this thing back and and, and we'll kind of just peel back some layer by layer and, and as we go through so I think I mean tell people how like you are from Buffalo New York I am and you're a diehard Green Bay Packer fan <laughs> I am absolutely not. I don't know that my dad will listen to this, but my mom will definitely be listening to this, and she knows that that's not uh, not the case. But no, I was I was born into, as my dad says, the sickness uh, of being a Bills fan. So yes, I am from Buffalo. Um, lived there until eighth grade, um, and then moved. My dad was relocated for his position uh, outside of Chicago, so I spent high school outside Chicago, uh, northern suburbs, and then came when I was looking at schools, uh, ended up at UWL for school, moved away for a year, and then moved back uh, to take a different position that I'm no longer in. 
uh, and found Unity about a year and a half after that. Moved, so you went to school at UWL, moved away from lacrosse. Yes, moved away from lacrosse, lived in Colorado Springs for yeah. a year to and do an internship, back. and then I came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And your parents are still outside of Chicago? They are, uh, for now. Yeah. For now. For now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my siblings are kind of all over the place. I was saying, you're the oldest child. I am. I'm the oldest of four. Um, I have my brother is after me. He is currently in Missouri, uh, probably going to be moving soon as he exits the army. My sister after that is down in Jacksonville. Um, she works for an organization called Working, oh, Advancing Real Change. Um, she's a social worker and works with a lot of juvenile uh, life without parole as they clients as they come up for. Uh, resentencing so very interesting yeah. position she just started that um, and then Jane is finishing school uh, in Cleveland so she's in Ohio um, and then TBD kind of on where she'll be after yeah. that so we're kind of all over the place cool yeah that's cool that's cool that's fun mm-hmm. um, so you went to UWL what was your what was your original UW lacrosse for those that don't know yes. UWL what was your uh, focus on what what drove you to UW, UWL so when I was looking at schools, I was looking at physical therapy. Uh, my mom is a physical therapist. So when I was looking at careers, um, I really liked and kind of was drawn to that, even though I, at the time, personally had not, I wasn't, I didn't remember her ever working. Um, she became a stay-at-home mom when my youngest sister was born in 2001. So she was at home my whole life. But I knew she still stayed up on her studies. And as a kid, one of my favorite coloring books was her Netter's Anatomy of the Human Body. So I would literally color that with my Crayola pencils and pens, which is funny because now I own a copy um, of my own that is not colored. So <laughs> so that was cool. So I was looking at PT school when I came in, uh, originally going to college. I was into a six-year DPT program um, that would have fast tracked it. Was it four it. and two or three and three when you went? Um, it would have been three and three at St. Louis, yeah. yeah. Um, but I wasn't totally sold on it. I just didn't know if PT was really what I wanted to do enough to commit to a full six year program. Um, I came to tour UWL, uh, ironically enough, on Oktoberfest weekend and said, I am not leaving. Uh, not because of Oktoberfest. My dad would have stayed for that, but. I love the campus. Um, my dad even says like he could tell it was like an immediate yes. Um, it was the perfect blend of like I didn't want to be in a huge city. There was enough things to do, a lot of outside stuff. Um, so I came in to UWL as a biology major, and I was a bio- biology major for all of three days, um, and then I switched to exercise science. And the biology was because of the DBT. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really know exercise science was a thing. So mm-hmm. then when I came in and I started sitting down, I sat down with my advisor and they were like, why are you not in the exercise science program? Like, that seems like a way better fit. Like, you don't need to be in biology, um, which is good because I didn't really want to be in biology either. Um, so I switched my major um, and was still pursuing PT um, until probably throughout my first semester. And then I had a few shadow opportunities and experiences. Um, and realized that PT was probably not the, the route I wanted to go. What drove you away from it? There, I'm a very specific person. Um, I did a shadow opportunity at a local PT clinic uh, back where my parents live now, and my mom actually works at said PT clinic now, fast forward years later. But there was a, she was in high school, I would say, so young kid going through ACL 
uh, reconstructive surgery, meeting with her PT, and her homework was walk up and down the flight of stairs at her house three times every single day. And I, in, I volunteered and shadowed there for the summer, and she never once completed that homework. And in my mind, I was like, I don't know. Like, she had big goals. She, she was an athlete. She wanted to play soccer again. And I, I just never, I was like, I don't know that I could work in a field where it's that easy almost. And like people just don't want to take action for themselves. Like I want to prevent the people from even needing to be in that situation in the first place. Like what can we do to like not be there? Um, obviously accidents happen and all the things, but it was just really hard to see her not progress as much yeah. as she was expected to. Yeah. So yeah. she was one one of many, and then I kind of found what I thought I wanted to do after that. Yeah, was it was it? Did you think like after that it was like going to be some sort of personal trainer, fitness coach? Um. So around the same, then I wasn't really sure uh, what I wanted to do. I did more kind of shadow. I was fortunate enough at UWL that some of the stuff was required for coursework, so we kind of had to go out and get different experiences and had to learn about different careers. Um, but I shadowed at a corporate wellness facility and I knew one thing that I didn't want was the same thing every single day, which is what part of what drove me to PT. Um, and when I shadowed at the corporate wellness facility, I loved that your day could be teach a class, then you might be at the desk and do some stuff, then you might work with a client, then you might teach this, then you do an educational seminar. Like, I loved that it was a little bit of everything um, and that's what I really thought I wanted to do throughout college and post-college yeah cool so yeah variety definitely yeah. yeah and just different ways to work with people beyond just the again to use my post-surgery example mm -hmm. when did you start school at uwl um i started in the fall of 2012 yeah we literally missed each other by a semester mm -hmm. um okay so then you're done there in 2016 then yep and then you went to colorado what'd you do what did you do for your internship um, while in Colorado, I interned with USAA, uh, the insurance banking for military and their families uh, company. They have a corporate wellness facility at each of their flagship locations. So I did a lot of corporate wellness work um, for them. I did a lot with their, they were just starting their work from home program. So I did a lot of kind of work from home wellness outreach. They had a lot of different insurance benefits that they got for completing workouts um, and moving throughout the day. So I worked actually a lot with their work from home stuff and in addition to their gym stuff. Cool. Did that for a year. Yep. Came back and you worked for uh, a local place here, Corporate Wellness. Yep. Um, worked with them for how long? A year? Uh, Post-graduation, I worked for them for about a year and a half, but I was actually, I worked for them during college as well. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah so you, for you about pretty, three years. Yeah. You had pretty familiarity with them. Yeah. Um, what led you to then kind of go, like, let's just talk about you as a coach now. Mm -hmm. Like you are, so we probably should, I don't know if we've ever said this in the episode, so we probably should cover this quick. As Unity Fitness, we call ourselves uh, a few different names. The business card will say we're life transformation coaches. Mm -hmm. um, there's a transformation coach. I think it's just I transformation guess, coach. Maybe, maybe lifestyle transformation coach. Yeah, maybe yeah. that. Um, and we, we truly feel like that's what we do here. But part of it is we came up with that net, that title for us here because uh, we feel like the personal trainer name is kind of 
ragged down a little bit. Yeah. It's it's kind of brought down pretty quick. And and at the end of the day, there we're we're probably a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. We're probably a fitness coach, but we we feel like we are able to do more and we feel like we can do more and we do do more. Mm-hmm. So, lifestyle transformation coach. Yes. Kind of talk a little bit more about like where you're at today. And then we're going to kind of peel back some of the, we'll kind of go backwards and we'll start peeling back layers as we go through and we'll, we'll, we'll squeeze in some stuff in there. You can maybe talk a little bit more about the bills if I let you, okay. uh, maybe a little bit about hockey background. Yeah. Like big, we talk about Brock, mm-hmm. um, and then we can kind of sneak some more things in there as we go through. Yeah. But let's just talk about where you are today because you've, you've done a ton of different things. You've shadowed a ton, ton of different things. You've seen a ton of different things through your schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something about the opportunity at Unity that attracted you, mm-hmm. and now what you're doing today, um, you tell us, Mandy and I, and when I say <laughs> us, that this is like your dream job. Yeah. Um, so just talk a little bit more and like let people know about that mm-hmm. and and why it's your dream job type of thing. Yeah. And and you don't have to tell them it's because you get to be with Mandy and I every day. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a good perk, right? Um, no, I think so. What drew me to Unity, I actually you recently learned this I've known of unity kind of since I was at the end of my time with UWL Um, at the time I did not have a car if you knew me in college you know I biked everywhere and I said Emily do not get another job I had three at the time you don't need another job and also it's outside of your biking radius like I biked downtown I biked to campus and I lived exactly in the middle so this would have been a mile outside of my triangle it made like a triangle yeah it It would have made made a triangle instead of my nice line yes And I was I was pretty content in my line, but I had heard you on the Clinically Press podcast, yeah. and I was like, wow, like I really like what he has to say. It's too bad I'm leaving to go to Colorado. And I was like, that's fine. I'm going to Colorado. This is my thing. Like, I'm not staying in La Crosse. I needed the internship and whatever. Fast forward, I came back to La Crosse. Um, I worked in corporate wellness for about a year and a half. And that position started to become more paperwork based. Um, I was doing a lot of sitting at the desk. It wasn't quite as much of that to touch back on variety that I perhaps wanted to see. Um, And I didn't quite see how that was going to change for me in the role that I was currently in. So started kind of thinking about picking up another job just to kind of like pass the time. It was also the only time in my life where I only worked one job. I say you've always had, yeah. I've always had multiple jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of time, like even when I was interning in Colorado, I had another job. Um, so was I was it? like, what was the other job there? I was a personal trainer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I was a group exercise instructor at a different corporate wellness facility. Oh. So, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had, I've always had more than one job, like I always, my whole life. So the working 40 hours thing was like very strange to me because I was like, what do I do with all this time? Yeah. Like, I worked a pretty standard 8 to 4, like, I was a little flexible, some days were 6 to 2, like, but it was 8 hours a day, straight through, mm-hmm. and I was like, I could definitely work another job. So, it was the Tuesday after Labor Day that I applied to Unity, um, you guys had posted, and I was like, this would be cool, like, I know Jordan, I know this guy, I know, I've seen, heard him on a podcast, and the more I looked into it... I resonated very strongly with Unity's core values, and I was like, I could see myself working here. Cool. Um, if not part-time, like, I know it's a small business, 
maybe they're growing. Maybe it turns into a part-time thing. If not, or a full-time thing. If not, like, this would be, like, these are people I want to know. These are people I want to connect with. Um, so I started here. And fortunate enough for me, that was full-time was an opportunity that presented itself pretty soon after. Um, and I was able to make the transition uh, early 2019 mm-hmm. here. So moving into, I think before I worked here, I would always identify, I would identify with like corporate wellness instructor, group exercise instructor, personal trainer. I think my journey here has like made me the coach that I am today. I don't think before I was ever able to get as deep with people. I wasn't able to dive in and impact people in such a meaningful way. Um, And I think here has really changed that. I think that this job has, to touch back on the variety, has the variety, but also in such a way that like, I will be doing this like the rest of my life. Like it, it truly is my dream job from the people we get to work with, the lives we get to impact, like you and Mandy's leadership, like our team all working as a cohesive unit. Like it truly is unlike anything I thought I'd find when I applied for the part-time version of that job. Well, the big thing is a lot of that stuff is we try to make that intentional. Yeah. Like, like there's some parts of the job that's just the job, mm-hmm. but I think you and I both fell in love with the coaching side and what we're able to do um, and the impact that we can provide. And I I just wanted to keep, like, I, I, I that's all I really knew mm-hmm. from, from the professional standpoint when I started at SNAP. And I knew I just wanted to have a place like that here. Right. And I wanted to try to have a place like that where we could keep the good coaches here too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had a, I, I made a bunch of friends that, snap that moved away because it just wasn't the lifestyle mm-hmm. so our goal was to try to make that more of the lifestyle right um so we appreciate that and we appreciate you i still remember so i want to touch base on this because we've talked about this a couple times mm-hmm. um what did you wear when you came in to your interview oh business casual yeah for sure yeah yeah there's it's like a like a suit suit coat mm-hmm. pants mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i still remember that mm-hmm. um and at the time i don't think we told you anything like 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 what to wear no probably not and sometimes i'll make the comment back to an interview where i'll say hey it's it's uh it's it's a little bit more casual Mm -hmm. um but wear what you would like Mm -hmm. and 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 it kind of puts it back in their court like we're always curious to kind of see what happens when they come in Mm -hmm. right and as we go through that and we kind of dive into that we I don't want to say we judge but we all judge in some capacity I just yeah. more I am just more eager to see what happens and M, M came in business casual like ready I, to go I think a first impression really matters I mean like even in what we do here like when I step on the floor here I am never going to wear the same thing I am when I'm going to work out or I'm never going to wear the same thing that I'm just sitting around the house in like casually um and I think for me, for any interview I happen to go on, I know exactly what I was wearing because it's always the same outfit, Jordan. Let's not <laughs> kid yourself. It's the same thing. I wore the same outfit when I went to my, like, that first shadow opportunity at a corporate wellness place. Mm-hmm. And they thought I was, like, the manager. Uh, like, yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. from shadowing yeah. somewhere, right? Like, And I only learned about this because my dad worked there. And they told him after the fact. That's um, awesome. But I think that's one thing, like, that that's a thing I've learned a lot from 
my parents, obviously, but that's... I said Gretchen and Tim. So Emily's mom, Gretchen, hi, uh, yep. and dad, Tim. Like, yep. they've had a big influence on some of these little, like, moments huge. where then you take it. Like, so dress for success is the one I wanted to get to. Yeah, huge. But I mean, like, my dad's always been, like, you dress for the job you want, not the job you have, yes. and not the job you're interviewing for. That's the quote I wanted to come up. Yeah. I knew there was one there. I was trying to look it up. I'm like, I know I have this somewhere. Yeah, so. yeah. it's it's dress for the job you want, not not the job you have. Um, and oftentimes that means, you know, putting on a very uncomfortable suit coat and doing the thing, but it matters on that surface level um, in, in just appearance. Like, people are just not going to take you... It's the one step up, right? Yeah. It's it's. I think I don't remember where I've heard this recently, but it's you should try just being like a one step up from your customers, if mm-hmm. if, any, if anything, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't just for the uh, personal trainer, fitness coach, strength and conditioning coach world, but it, it's it's always one step up for who you service, mm-hmm. right? Try to you should yeah. look exactly the same as them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there, there's that part of it. And talk about first impressions, like. That's, I think, I think that's like a little bit more of like a, um, it's a lost art mm-hmm. and people don't appreciate first impressions as much. We obviously have opportunities to make up for first impressions, but people wonder why people don't like people or like people a lot mm-hmm. when they meet them, but they don't understand it's the power of first impressions. So talk a little bit more, more about how that first impression kind of, uh, like, I feel like that's a fiber thing for you. Like that mm-hmm. is in your fibers and, and that means a lot to you. It does. But yeah. you try to you try to reciprocate that back. It's not a one-way street. Like, that is mm-hmm. something that you are bringing to the table every time, too. And I see it when you get to meet new members here, whether that's somebody that's already joined or somebody that's just about to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first impression, like, while people think they might overlook it, I think subconsciously it plays, like, a huge role, if not consciously, in a lot of things. And I think when I meet someone for the first time, whether it's a new member, whether it's someone coming in here... Like you said, you can come back from a first impression, but what if you don't have to? So it's like knocking down those walls of like being more and like greeting people as if you are above where you're at maybe. And maybe a little bit of it is fake it till you make it, whatever it might be. Um, But I think when you set that tone of the first impression, you create the environment and you can act then more intentionally within that Mm -hmm. um so like when i step on the coaching floor for example if my impression is like a wrinkled shirt just rolled out of bed 5 a.m session maybe i you know i'm yawning all the time i'm just kind of tired that's not the impression i want to give anyone that works with me why why would they listen to what i have to say like i don't think i deserve anyone's respect I think everyone needs to earn it um and trust goes right along with that right both with both two-way streets and I think Karen back in her episode we did a little bit um and I think part of that earning of intentional trust and intentional respect is the first impression and like showing up how I would like to be perceived not allowing people to perceive me how they see me I love it and and you're kind of leading you're you're just going right where I wanted to this is awesome yeah (laughs) um this is why Emily and I get for listeners like this is probably why her and I gel so much we're on similar wavelengths like I always make the joke like oh Emily's just me Mm -hmm. in a woman's body and then I tell people like oh like Emily just told me that too like on the training floor I'm like well I'm probably just Emily in a a guy's body so (laughs) you got us both 
Um, but talk about the power. I, if I haven't sent you the article from Ken about mm-hmm. intention, mm-hmm. remind me to send that to you. Okay. It is. It, it, it was 1,000% up my alley. It's 10,000% up yours. Okay. Um, but talk about the power of intention. Like mm-hmm. I, I like there, there's so many little nuggets you just said there about intention stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't want to give people the, the ability to make up their own story. Like you mm-hmm. want to pe- you want people to see you how you are, but how you intentionally want them to be, you be seen. Yeah. Right? So talk about intention. I think there's like, when we think about intention and like for the context of this discussion, like acting with intention and there's different sides to me as an individual. Like, I would not show up, uh, if, you, if you know me, you've probably actually probably never seen me in business casual. I don't really show up like that in my everyday life. But when you show up to an interview, that side of me, like, I want to portray the side that is more intentional in, hey, I want to be that step above where I'm at, right? I don't just want to be... A personal trainer I don't just want to be a coach like I want to be better than that I want to be above what the standard kind of stereotype might be for either one of those two things and when you can act with intention when you can control the outward environment such as what you're wearing such as the words you use such as your body language that can help you better set that up and not have anything to come back from because you're just putting it out there from the start Mm -hmm. um and when the outward stuff is controlled at least for me personally it's better than and easier for me to control like inward things so thinking in terms of like okay when i come in let's just keep using our interview example i'm like okay it's a recognition in my mind that you are like quote unquote, above me at that point in time, right? Like you have the power. I want you to like me and to like respect me or look at my resume enough to know, okay, I could see her being a part of my team. Which if it's somewhere where you want to work is a, like that is like for those of you listening that are, you know, 12 or 20, whatever you are, like most people aren't that young listening to this show, but when you're applying for the job, like Mm -hmm. if you're applying somewhere and you go in for the interview, like act like you want to be there. Yeah. Like, you want this job? Yeah. Like, you don't have to... You're doing me a favor by hiring me. I'm not necessarily, at that point in time, doing you any favors. I'm actually taking your time away from other things. So I best make that time valuable. Um, And then, so while I recognize that, outwardly I can kind of do all these things that portray confidence and portray the, the words on the resume only mean so much. Like, you need to see me and see how I act, too. Mm-hmm. But then that makes it easier for then me inwardly to say like, no, you do deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you might not think that, all of those outward things are checks in the box of like, oh no, you do, like, you could do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you can coach, you can be here, et cetera. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that answers your question. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, I mean, it just shows you that every, well, uh, I was almost going to swear there. Uh, there's a friend of ours. Uh, Greg Carbone, who owns mm-hmm. Carbone Training Systems in New Jersey. Um, he's a guy I look up to and have looked up to since the moment I met him um, in the Results Fitness University Mastermind group. And he's done several presentations. He thinks what he says doesn't really matter, and he's up there because everybody asked him to be up there. But the words that he said, like he dives into things so deep, mm-hmm. but he portrays them in such a general layer, like it's one of those things that's an inch wide, mile deep. Mm-hmm. 
but he and, he and he just kind of tells you as it is like he's not no fluff he's no joke like there's no joking he just mm -hmm. he's intentional and he brings up he, he first let me know about the Disney stuff where we talked about like oh. at Disneyland Disney World everything's specifically done uh, for a reason mm -hmm. there is intention behind every single thing there from where how far apart the benches are where the benches are the garbage is the music how it changes the colors the way they change it, how they have strategically, like everything mm -hmm. matters. And that's what his presentation was like. I still remember this, like everything effing matters. Yeah. Right. Like that was it. Like everything effing matters. And that only happens if you have intention of you wanting it to matter. Yeah. I think sometimes like when you don't have that intention, you leave it up for interpretation. And if you might interpret it one way, but if the person you're trying to speak to interview with coach interprets it another way it just creates more confusion um i think the same holds true like in my role now in coaching i try to make a very intentional point to point out like how to do something right mm -hmm. just not not doing something wrong like there's a million ways to do something wrong people don't need to know why they're doing it wrong you want to know how to do it right um and i think that's just again a kind of a coaching example of distill out the the fluff you distill out the need for like interpretation or confusion because i know exactly how i was presented yeah because you happened. you control what you can control mm -hmm. 100 yeah. yeah it's funny you mentioned rfu that's how i knew i got mandy too uh so <laughs> i was gonna bring, i was gonna bring that back <laughs> up about the ramp yeah. when we went through the gym tour you saw one of our whiteboards with the word ramp on it mm -hmm. and and ramp uh, for those of you that don't know, stands for Range of Motion Activation Movement Prep, which is an acronym that we took and made it fancy. Basically, it's the word for a warm-up. Mm -hmm. um, but we learned about this acronym and loved it from Alan and Rachel Cosgrove, who we then ended up hiring as uh, our coaches, or um, I would say they're our business coaches and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. So they're who we go see out in California. Um, and when Emily came in, we went through the tour. We came back down and sat in the office, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we sat right here. And yeah. and she brought up, she goes, oh, yeah, I saw the ramp thing. And, and both right away, Mandy and I like, how the hell did you know the ramp? She goes, oh, I met Rachel. I went to Rachel's Perform Better. Perform Better, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Rachel was presenting there, and she talked about the ramp. And I was like, huh. And, and right away, that's where uh, Mandy was Mandy was all in, uh, all in on that. And I think you were one of the few interviews where we had it. And we wanted to bring you in for the second interview, mm -hmm. but it was more so like, we want to bring you for the second interview to just get you started, mm -hmm. not, to, not to see if you are actually the right fit. Mm -hmm. It was more so how fast can we, how quickly can we get you back in here and how quickly can we get you? I think I interviewed on a Tuesday and I came back on Thursday. You were back. You were back. I was going to say you were back within a couple Immediately. days. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm. I remember the Tuesday and I remember I thought it was Thursday or Friday. So yeah. Yeah. And then... I don't, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember your first, like, shadow day. I like do. That, like that yeah, day. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so talk about that if you remember that a little bit, because I, I don't even remember if it was with me or not. Um, I remember our interview. You were here. Yeah, you were here. So my first shadow day, you were here, and then Joe was coaching in the back. Okay. And it was that Thursday night, so it was kind of crazy, which then turned into my shift, which is how I remember it was a Thursday, because yeah. I ended up, like, then working that Thursday. Sure, and sure. And I worked every Thursday since. Yeah. Um... But that shift, I came in, and I don't remember a ton. I remember kind of more of the class and less out here because I went back to the class, and there was a member who I had taught when I was a student 
at the corporate wellness facility that I was currently employed at, I had taught her in cycling, Lori B. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah. And she remembered me immediately. I and as she, soon as you said Lori B, I remember the name. Yep. Or I remember the night now. The night, yeah. yeah. Um, and she remembered me. And like, that was a cool, like, that was, like, I liked that because mm-hmm. that made me feel comfortable because I was like, oh, I know her. Yeah. Like, I worked with her a lot. I coached her a lot yep. um, and taught her in cycling quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so that's probably the biggest standout, uh, was her from that, that first day. I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cool. So the other thing I wanted to make sure we touched on, and this is where, uh, one of the main things that separates Emily and, and, and myself, mm-hmm. um, from each other is organization. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you talk like, I wanted to quick touch base on too, like just like intention and, and first impression, like those are things that. Um, mom and dad for like, sure I like, mean both both for sure I think the first impression will will go with dad because mom definitely takes the cake for organization uh, she's probably laughing out loud as she's listening to this she knows that organization perhaps is not my dad's strong suit but she's got her you know schedule plan for the next year so you learned it from her mm-hmm. I mean Gretchen she Emily has the schedule plan for the next year yeah <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> yeah um, but that's that's where the, I, I don't even think you and I, because of who you are and and how you do what you do, mm-hmm. is probably why uh, Mandy and I loved having you here so quickly. Mm-hmm. Because Mandy realized we weren't hiring another Jordan. Mm-hmm. We were hiring somebody that was like him, but better in all the areas that he didn't excel at <laughs> or doesn't want to excel at. Specifically organization. Right. When you think about this, and, and this is... This is where my mind is like, well, I am organized because we look at all the programs that we have and like what we created and like, I won't, I, there's nothing here that's random. Mm-hmm. Zero bit on what we do from a training side of thing is random. Yeah. Like, and I won't, it won't allow it, right? Uh-huh. Can't do it. Yep. So there is organization in my life. Mm-hmm. It's just not beyond the templates and the programs. Right. Right. You're, you're very detail oriented and I think you like you'll always get things done like yeah. there's no there's you act with intention you're very detail oriented um but to go back to our inwards and outwards kind of portrayals outwardly perhaps many people would agree organization is probably not your strong suit yeah I'll give you the credit because we cleaned the desks this week so yeah that's monitor. <laughs> you cleaned your desk Look at this and monitor. you got a new monitor <laughs> yeah I was pulling papers from like a year ago out of that desk yeah. um so that was always fun uh, but your your organization maybe it's structure too, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of that stuff. And and the thing that I again we liked so much about is that that you helped us organize and structure things better than we ever thought we were. And I still remember like you handing me over like a sheet, like, Hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, Oh my god, that's so nice and you're like, Okay, well it's just an Excel doc that I like <laughs> I'm like, Oh, but look at how nice and like structured this is like how did you do that and like uh, word excel like have you ever heard of it you know like, <laughs> that's a color coding I yeah don't know. <laughs> yeah and then and then you would do that like you were just coming out with those things out of the blue I'm like well I can't do that like mm. there's and it would take me four hours and you would get done you would see mine and get done with in five ten minutes and something that's five mm. times better I think like I like the word organization I even more so resonate with the word structure I think it allows for for me, structure allows me to be my best self because I don't have to worry about like, oh, what do I have to do later? What do I have to do tomorrow? What do I have to, like, it's just already done. So in a way, it's almost me helping out my future self. Um, and I do this a lot with 
coaching people as well. Like, how can we help your future self? Like, let's make less decisions tomorrow and make more today. Um, and it's a tough kind of mindset flip to do because a lot of times we as humans want to procrastinate and we want to like push things off. But I think being in the situations I've been in uh, with working multiple jobs, school, etc., like it just necessitated structure if I didn't want to live like I didn't want to live every day in like catch up mode. Yeah. So my structure allows an organization allows for freedom to be able to be my best self um, in a variety of different areas. If you haven't told exactly that to people in here, nutrition or workout routines, you need to start now. Okay. Because that 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 is what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. And those listening, just rewind that and listen to that again because that is 100% how Emily operates and 100% uh, why we love having her here mm-hmm. is because of that solo thing. Like she structures, you, you structure so many things Again, controlling the controllables mm-hmm. and your intention and, and, your, and your protective of your time. Mm-hmm. And you go through and do those things so that you can get to the things that matter. Mm-hmm. And, and it's almost like what we're talking about in the gym, like creating new systems and better systems so that we can actually focus on what matters to the people. Yeah. And we can add more value to that rather than always having to backtrack or like mm-hmm. play it as in like, well, we'll get this done, but if we don't know how we're going to get it done. Right? Yeah. It's, it's to bring that power back into the valuable things that and the things that matter most definitely definitely i think i mean it takes all kind of forms like you touched on some of like systems at the gym and that's close to our hearts because we're kind of doing that right now yeah um but i think even for me in like my own fitness and health journey like that's how i operate like what can i do today to help me tomorrow is it lay out my gym clothes is it have my program already done for myself because i do program for myself is it making a little bit of meal prep ahead of time on a Sunday when I don't really want to, but I know on Monday, like, I'm not going to want to do it Monday either, so we might as well just help future Emily and do it now. Um, And I think framing a lot of those decisions as in, like, okay, what will help future me most has been incredibly helpful, um, both from health and fitness standpoint, but also from, like, a career standpoint. Like, all of the moves I've made in terms of pursuing a shadow opportunity, getting another job in college, like they were all for a reason and they were all to help future me. Like I didn't want to get a third job, but I wanted to meet the person that taught at the rec center at UWL. I didn't want to get another job, but I wanted to get into YMCA because if I were to stay in lacrosse after graduation, those are the people you want to know. I didn't really want a second job. I liked 40 hours a week, but I wanted to not be in the position I was in and I knew a full switch was not the move and I wanted to get in with unity. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to meet you. I wanted to meet Mandy. I wanted to like see what this was about. Yeah. So I think kind of making those future decisions is, is a big framework for me. And, and Emily talks here guys, as in I'm talking to listeners for a second and I'll come back to actually talking to you again. But Emily's talking here is like a lot of future pacing, future self, help your future self and doing that stuff. But how she's doing that is bringing it back to what she's doing right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Emily's one of the most present people I've ever been around, which helps me focus on things because I am very futuristic. Yes. Again, another thing that we kind of separate. Very opposite. Yeah. So you and I get, uh, we 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 get we we get together and we get things done because we can. I'm already thinking down the road. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, what about this? What about this? I'm like, oh gosh, why she had to bring me down? Like I didn't think about that. <laughs> but it all made. But it's it's yeah. like yeah, I didn't think about that because I didn't think about that. 
but that's what you mm-hmm. thought about. Right. And then you're like, well, how the hell did you even get there? Like, we're still here and you're... you're no idea. You're, yeah. you're over here. Like, I think that's one of the ways that we complement each other best. Like, you have those big ideas. I'm like, I don't even know how you came up with that, but I know what we need to do today to, like, make that <laughs> two going. years from now. Like, yeah. we'll deal with that two years from now. But yeah. if we do this today, that'll help us get there. Which is, which is why you've helped us create systems and organizations and stuff like that but the mm. biggest thing is that you will just go to get it done too like you mm-hmm. will just get it done to just get it done so again you yeah. can help future self future unity future whatever because it just has to be done yeah i mean there's power in just like putting in the work and just like doing the thing that you like don't necessarily want to do but that that will help you um to in use the future too and like, yeah and it, it, it will help right you in it. the future you yeah. just might not see it now yeah. right it's like kind of that short-term quote-unquote loss if you will for future gain um, and you can't look for an immediate reward because it might no. not be there. Right. I think that's one thing, too, like from a health and fitness standpoint, for as a coach, um, working with people, I think sometimes people see us coaches, and I guess I'll speak for myself, but I think some people think that as I'm saying this, like, oh, yeah, it's, but it's easy for her to meal prep. Like, it's easy for her to get the workouts in. Like, And I do recognize that there are privileges that I have in that I don't have a family uh, obviously I have a family, but I don't have like children. I am not married yet. Like there are areas of my life in which I do have more freedom, but I think at the same time, like there are days that I definitely don't want to work out. There are weeks that I definitely do not want to meal prep. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think being intentional and kind of once again, bringing that back to like, okay, yeah, you don't want to do this today, but like future Emily is not going to be good if you don't do that today. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's, getting in a workout and maybe the workout changes maybe it's not perfect but um it it just helps you out in the future even though it's uncomfortable in the present yeah it's it's always that little mindset shift sometimes when i hear people saying can't a lot i'll say just Mm -hmm. change your can'ts to won'ts yeah um and then they realize like oh i'm just making the choice to not do it Mm -hmm. sometimes when it's the don'ts it's the switch your don'ts to won'ts as well Mm because then you realize you're just making the choice not to do it yeah and sometimes just to get people back in that present moment that's all they need yeah. Right. Yeah, because we all have the ability to do it, right? When you say you can't do something, it's saying you can't. You physically do not have the ability to complete the task. And, yeah, I'm sure there's some things you can't do. Like, I will never dunk a basketball. I physically cannot dunk a basketball from the ground, right? If I jump off a really high box. <laughs> but uh, I, I won't. It frames it in terms of, like, oh, no, it is an intentional choice. It's almost like a self a self-call out, if you will, of, like, hey, like, check yourself. Like, are you being honest right now? Like, can you not do this? Or, like, are you just not doing it because you don't want to? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And that's the whole, like, we used that a lot when we did Fit and Forward 2 here. Mm-hmm. That was one of our first, like, we actually had them write down the things they can't do. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you were ever part of those intro meetings that we did. Uh, that, I don't think, I think that was still before me, but. Oh, man, we did, like. We've done a exercise similar. We should back for some people. Yeah. Because it was, like, a, it was a mind F after mind F after, <laughs> like, it was, like, four in a row. Yeah. And we did them all in their, like, initial orientation meeting, and it mm-hmm. was as a group, and mm-hmm. everybody had to be there. They got kicked out of the program, Oof. like, right away, yeah. and it was no refunds. Yeah. Like, it was, like, you had to be there. Yeah. And we chose, I think they were always, they were always like, Saturdays at 10 or Saturdays at 11, right? Whatever. So we always made yeah. it good. Um, but it was, I still have the, the script of what I created, and some of it was, like, pulling from Alan, some of it was post- pulling from Casey or Jerry, who founded Fit and 42 mm-hmm. with us as the, as the franchise and did all the stuff, and... Um, 
But it, like when you have those moments of paradigm shifts mm-hmm. and you kind of get in your own head and it, and it gives you the moment to be present mm-hmm. and you realize like the story that you've been listening to or telling yourself all along maybe was not the best story for you. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the oh crap moment. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like oof. Like, yeah. And I mean those can be tough. Like it, it is tough. Like it's tough to say like oh I haven't been you know being my best self. Like oh I haven't been showing up how I want to show up. I haven't been as intentional as I'd like to be. Um, but the only way to change that is to first recognize it and then take the action to make it happen. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Just got to make the next step to do it. Cause everyone always gets caught up in the back stuff. Like, Oh, I mm-hmm. haven't been, I haven't been like, look what I did this past week. Look what I did today. Yeah. And then everything's done. Yeah. All that matters is what then you do going forward. Today. Like yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's all that cool stuff. And again, I think that's why people resonate with you as a coach standpoint you can you walk the walk and talk the talk, mm-hmm. but you can you can get on their level, mm-hmm. and 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 you can help them with that. Yeah, I think as a coach, I don't want to I won't want anyone I ever work with to feel as if I'm above or like beyond the struggle. Yeah. Right. I think we all struggle at different points. I think those struggles just take different uh, outward appearances, but it doesn't mean the underlying feelings and the underlying discomfort is any different. Yeah. And you probably respond better to people who either like, this is, this is a weird one that I've been trying to figure out for you to help you out. Mm -hmm. Like, are, are you, do you respond better to people who are already more organized and structured and like present or do you respond better to people who are kind of more in that opposite end? Sorry, guys, that's the blender. Um, do you respond more in, like, do you think that opposite end where then you can kind of bring them more to you? Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know if I have an either or to that question. I think the people that I work best with, whether they are already organized and structured and they want someone to create their plan and go from there, or they have absolutely no plan and they want me to create the plan and give it to them, mm-hmm. um, I think the thing that ties both of those people together is that they're willing to just do the plan. Um, Do the work. Yeah, like take the small actions. And if it's not working, if the plan we've laid out is too challenging, is too complicated, um, another kind of personal core value and one that we have at Unity as well um, is honesty and like just being honest and communicating like this is too challenging for me. Like, all right, let's go. Like, let's let's figure out a different way to make it happen. Yeah. Um, so I think the the execution, the action, and, like, the honesty part are, yeah. like, the people that I think I resonate best with. I agree with that. Whether they're I agree with that. at their core, they can be completely organized disorganized. Organized. Yeah. Like, you and I work great together, Jordan. You, yeah, thanks, Em. <laughs> um, so, got me. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing, then, when I see you take... Uh, when I see you take a hit that I don't like to see you take mm-hmm. is more from what you just said right there when people aren't doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's more because I think you care so much about your members, your clients, yeah. probably <laughs> to an extent where you, where, where it could be argued several times over that you care more than they do about their results, yeah. but you want that for them. Mm-hmm. So whether it's them getting in the way of the, their own selves, creating the problems where there's no problems to be created, mm-hmm. um, or just not doing the work, uh, I think the thing that hits you the most that then hits me the most, like it's one of those things where I feel like I see that do do that to you, and like my heart hurts. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry, Em. Um, but it's it's when it's when the people aren't willing to do that work, like they're mm-hmm. they're they're just not willing to do that piece. Yeah, I think I think that's where I get 
frustrated is probably a good word. And, and I love everyone I work with, and there's definitely frustrating moments um, with if you've... There has to be, by the there way. There has to Everybody be. Everybody like, has that's, to have That's them. the struggle, yes. right? And like, so I don't say this struggle, if you're... The process. If you're one of the people that I've recently sat down in a conversation with, like, I can almost guarantee we've had a frustrating moment, whether it's together, whether it's separately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's where that growth happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order for growth to occur, you have to be able to kind of take that action. And sometimes the action is calling yourself out on the hard stuff that like maybe you haven't been honest with yourself about even. Um, and maybe that action is me saying, maybe it's a, an external call out, if you will. Maybe saying, you need to call yourself out on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but it kind of depends on what that might be. But yeah, I can definitely uh, relate to that sometimes to an extent uh, caring caring more than and i know all of those things about you Mm -hmm. so that i know when you say something to me about certain things Mm -hmm. um i appreciate it even more and i feel like it's even like it hits me hard where i'm like Mm -hmm. i need to get my shit together whatever it is because now i i did something that pissed off emily or frustrated emily or hurt emily it's and i change it fast guys like you do you do it's like i'm like what do i need i will drop everything i need to do right now to do it because that's the last thing a, Emily is, is uh, one of the most important people in mine and Mandy's lives for numerous different reasons, and it goes beyond the gym. Mm-hmm. It Ditto. started as the gym, but now it's for other reasons. Ditto. And, uh, but there's other things on here that I, uh, I respect you mm-hmm. so much that it's like, it's like I always talk about that with my mom, mm-hmm. with Mandy, with my grandma and grandpa, with mm-hmm. Kurt, my family. Like, there's people in your lives, right, that you, like, you never want to let them down. Mm-hmm. And you are one of those people for, I'm speaking on behalf of Mandy too. Yeah. Like, and when we know that we're trickling in that, and <laughs> it's like when we pissed our parents off as kids and you're like, you know, you didn't want to, you didn't mean to, mm. but you respect them so much. Um, and I think it's because uh, we know you so well, but mm. we, 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 we have those conversations and we kind of know how you're operating. And one of the things that I wanted to do in this episode is get people to know you yeah. at that level. We don't yeah. get a chance to talk about that all the time on the floor. We can't. Right, right. right. We coaching six don't people. have time. <laughs> yeah, coaching six people at once. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, like, obviously, same same goes for you and Mandy, and I think that's something that, like, we've held true from, like, I would say, yes, from when I first started, but from when, like, we've really gotten to know each other and work a little bit more closely in terms of, like, not just showing up and coaching on the floor, but like, what are the other things that mm-hmm. we can do, whether it's business related or whether it's grabbing beers together or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that like you, Mandy and I have never had like an issue of like calling people out on their crap when we need to happen. Right. And I think that's something I valued quite a bit um, in terms of, I don't know that I've had that in any other position that I've worked at, whether it's like people calling me out or like me being able to provide feedback and have that feedback be utilized and, and like taken forward. Feedback is the more proper term. Right. Yeah. I mean, like we can say calling <laughs> out all we want, but like truly it's just feedback, right? It's just how to go tie this all back to our initial like tie or like how that was portrayed to the person, mm-hmm. like how that was perceived mm-hmm. um, by that individual. Yeah. And, and that's all I think that's all enabled because of you. Mm-hmm. Right, you're a common denominator on those things. So you're you're you people who you work closely with or know the best, and and mm-hmm. I, like I'm hoping they're listening to this right now, saying like, either like totally agree or I never thought about that, but they're totally right. Mm-hmm. Right, and right. and and having that mindset on it, because I think there's a lot of things that 
you, you are a phenomenal coach, you're even more phenomenal person. Mm-hmm. And it's because those values that you value for yourself mm-hmm. and for the world and for other people show up when you coach, yeah. which you. is the coolest thing. Like that's hard to do for some people and you just naturally it do it. Like that's just who yeah. you are. I, I think it, it appears natural. I don't know that I can say that it always feels natural. I think to an extent some things are and some things are not. Um, but I think it, it's been an over the time thing. Like I don't think when I first started in fitness or I first started as a person, um, I always showed up as natural as I am. Like you it's hard. about putting in the reps. You worked hard to put in the reps to get to where you are. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Anything else that I forgot to ask you? Oh gosh. I don't think so. I mean, we really, we really dove deep. We did. I told you we were going everything. to. Yeah. I told you yesterday or the day before. I'm like, we're going to take a deep dive. Like, just be yeah. ready. Yeah, you gave me a little bit of heads up. Usually you spring it on me. Yeah. It's okay. That's true. (laughs) It keeps me on my toes. It's good. It's it's like the antithesis of my entire life. Yeah. (laughs) So it's good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and hopefully for the listeners, they got something out of this. Um, I got got more stuff, which I'm always happy about. Like, I'm always like, I always like to dig up uh, different things and come back to it. So I'm always pumped up about that too. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's all we have for episode twelve. Yeah, 12. episode twelve. Episode twelve. Fabulous. Thanks, guys, for letting me kind of dive into dive into my story, dive into kind of why I do what I do. Um, as always, you can. I guess we can say where you can catch me. I can catch me at the gym. Yeah. Uh, at Unity. And if you have questions and stuff, like put them in the put them in the comments on mm-hmm. on this. Like any of the posts, I'll kind of yeah. be watching the comments. Um, you can also reach out uh, to my Email Emily at UnityFitnessPro.com or follow me on social media at Coach Emily Meyer. So, Boom. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you check out Emily and, and reach out to her and follow her and all of those other things as well. Uh, she's worth it. And again, if you have any other questions, anything like that, put them below. Make sure to comment those and then make sure that you are also uh, liking Liking, sharing, and sharing. subscribing, yes, subscribing, all the things. All the things. Um, and yeah, we'll catch you guys in, in episode 13. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye, everybody. Cheers.